You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Collecting Cars is a global online auction platform devoted to cars and automobilia. They are open for bids 24-7 with new auctions going live every day. Their platform is 100% online, but behind the scenes, they are a passionate team of over 90 car enthusiasts who work around the clock to get your car in front of the most eyes and uh, this week they have a couple of great cars up for bid a 2020 mclaren 720s le mans edition oh boy look at that and also a 1990 ferrari 348 uh, tb with 25,000 kilometers on it go to collectingcars.com if you're buying go to collectingcars.com if you're selling if you just uh, are on your lunch break now check out collectingcars.com there's lots of great stuff there all right let's start the show and now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Dead. Maybe you can hear that plane going by. I'm at the airport here with Zuckerman with Jerry. That's Althea. I remember my friend uh, Captain Carl said, uh, was a senior in high school, he said, I'm going to follow the dead. I go, what does that mean? He goes, I'm going to follow them. Just, I go, doing what? He goes, we're going to go to every concert, we're going to smoke weed, and we're going to follow the dead, and you should come. Forget about college. Just come follow the dead. And I said, Carl, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I, I want to be the dead. I don't want to follow the dead. This sounds like a bad idea. Now, all these years later, where's Captain Carl? Still following the dead. But happy. Because he was listening to songs like Althea. Oh, what a song. Gentlemen, welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Nice to be back. Big return of Jerry Seinfeld. Should we just get right into Kith? Because, yeah, let's uh, go. you know, I hate to use a stupid phrase like break the internet, but uh, I, never have I seen some, you do something like this that exploded like that. Right. Was it the same w- for you? Was it, you know, you do a lot of stuff. We've talked about this before. Yeah. All of us. We'll, we'll, we'll be on a show or we'll do something and then y- you, you wait for someone to call. Hey, did you see me on the Today Show? Did you see me on Stephen Colbert? Was there a reaction to this? Yeah, there was quite a reaction. But anything that is part of your frame of reference is automatically, artificially exaggerated. Because Paul Zuckerman thinks, 
everyone sees my posts because the people that see it comment on it. He's in this world. It's a, it's a fish tank. It's an aquarium. But that is a cell of a, of a trillion cells, even in the car world. Forget about the, the, the broader uh, uh, human been, universe. Been smoking weed. I asked you a simple How question. Did, I, so what I'm did people, did people no. call you? Yes, they did, but I didn't think anything of it because they call. Uh, it doesn't mean, it means they saw it. You know what I'm talking about. There, well, it there, took me, it took a, a couple of days before I realized, oh, this actually was pretty big. But if we stop someone on the street, here's when I, when I told you this earlier today. When I walked out on stage at the Gotham Comedy Club a couple days later and the entire audience screamed Kith at me. Okay. <laughs> and that was just a general audience. You know, they weren't there to see me, just a bunch of people in a comedy club. I realized, oh, that's an unusual amount of seepage. In, in today's uh, 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 distracted This world. is how I know it was big, because I was getting all of these questions. Suddenly, my DMs are filled up with, not only have you seen this, what, how did this happen? Are we going to talk about it? Didn't you have some data from it that you were just throwing at us? Impressions? By Monday morning at noon... This, and it, 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 only, it had only been out for three hours. There were four billion impressions. Okay. Four billion. <laughs> four billion. Billion. 300 magazine wow. articles written. 300. Wow. Wait, there's seven billion people in the world. You, you're saying you got, oh, you got 63% of them? I don't even know what an impression is. Maybe, I don't know why either, but it's, yeah, that's a lot. It sounds like a lot. Rich what, Little did three million Why don't you tell me... Well, wait a Why second. anyone would care about well, that, such a thing? Uh, first of all, let's just get into the, how did this happen? It happened because my son works at this company where they like to conceive of uh, uh, what they call, I don't want to use the term collab because it makes me sound like I'm trying to be young, but they, they have collabs and they have participation and it's a media uh, and uh, venture capital enterprise. And, and one of the things that he does is figure out how to connect, for example, Kevin Durant and Porsche. Why don't they do something together? Right. And he, he works on that kind of thing. And he thought of he, this company, which, Kith, which I was not aware of, and me would be a, an interesting combination because they're very New York. I like to think of myself as very New York. Queens and the Mets. And so that was his idea. And um, Ronnie, the the uh, the um, the director of Kit, like Kith, liked the idea, and so and I thought, sure, uh, maybe if it's good for my kid and uh, it'll be fun, it's a little New York thing. I thought, you know, it'll be on uh, the back page of Time Out New York, maybe, and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> but did- you are a bit of a sneaker icon. I mean, the Nike shocks alone. Mm-hmm. Have made you into that guy. I can't remember on the show. It wasn't a big sneaker thing. It was the clothes. Streetwear. It's a street. street, They call it streetwear. I didn't even know that term. That's how out of it I am. Right. That's what makes this so brilliant because you're unexpected, but you work at the same time in this context. I don't know how your son saw that. Isn't all clothes streetwear? Yeah. Aren't we all wearing clothes? No, no streetwear. You're wearing is like anything something but streetwear. Impresses people on the street. Right. Right. It's not, you're not going out at, I don't, I don't. So they come to you and, they, and your son pitches this. You say yes. Do they pay you for that? Do you get paid? No, it was for charity. We donated the money to Queens College. Oh, that's nice. My alma mater. And they, you, you show up at this apartment. Uh, and, well, and, Mark Seliger, who has been shooting, was, he shot like Us Weekly, the Seinfeld right. cast back in 91. 
Jeff, do you remember the picture of Michael Richards with the briefcase of goldfish, the clear? <laughs> yeah. That was him. He thought of that. Right. You know, he's a brilliant <laughs> guy, and I like Mark, and I love working with him, and I thought, oh, this will be easy, this will be fun, and it was an hour and a half. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And you should, is, it, is it in an apartment? Was it at a photo no, He has his own studio, and he, that, uh, he has a building where he lives, and he has his studio in there. It's all one thing on the west side of New York. And how comfortable are you going to a photo shoot? Are you okay with that? I have done so many over the years. Yes, I'm very comfortable. Yeah. Well, that's why that thing worked. I, I know how to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's just, you actually... Did you pick the clothes up? No, no. They, picked, they did everything. Wow. I nixed a couple things... Uh, they had me in some cream uh, sweatpants that I didn't, I think, I, I don't like this. Creamy tan. looms? Cream yeah. sweatpants? Like a light tan, kind of like the color you're wearing oh, thank now. Thank you very like, much. A little thank more you. brown. And I thought, right. this is not a good color for right. me. Right, right. But, uh, you know, you, know, you got to have an attitude when you put on these kind of clothes. Right. So I projected what I thought would be an attitude. Slightly forbistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call it in the fashion business. Give me more slightly forbistic. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell the, uh, the the non-Jewish uh, audience what that word means. The translation would be embittered, it's a sourpuss. But you had a the bitter one, I the believe. Bitter the bitter one. <laughs> but you had a you had a, a, a puss on your face. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of a cranky Jewish New York look, which you know, that's what I sell. That's my brand. Well, this thing, I mean, this thing just exploded. It was just a quiet day. Yeah. We were in the edit room, right? Mm hmm And it just went boom. It just, it really exploded. Your son is, uh, that's a pretty brilliant little move. Yeah, he's a clever kid. I mean, we talked about this, you know, PR team's dream of, and it, this is such a simple little idea. It just shows you what you can do with a good idea. I still don't really understand what it is. <laughs> You're not supposed to. Right. Let us understand it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, what, Zuckerman, what is it? I called you and I said, what is this? You asked me my honest, I think, unadulterated give me your opinion. Honest give opinion me your about opinion. It. Right. And I said, it's brilliant. It really works. It's, it's a, a youth brand. It's a street brand. And it, and it brings you, again, you just somehow strike into relevant, you know, the heart of relevancy. And for a different another, generation. Or, right. For another generation. I don't know yeah, what generation you're on. Is it right. four, five, or six? Whatever it is. Right. You, you're just... Bam, right in the center of it, like you get it. And you, you were there, to, the arrogant look on your face. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of started with that. That was my comedic attitude early on. It seemed okay. to work. It felt organic, felt real to me to, to talk like this, to act like this. Friendly arrogant, I would yeah. call it, right? And, and with a, you know, a hint of rebellion. A yeah. Hint, slight just hint, a hint of F you. A hint of mint. Yes, a hint yeah. of mint. <laughs> I thought it was terrific. My son, I told you what Jack said, right? 14. He goes, do you hear about Jerry's photo shoot? He says this on the drive home from picking up at school. And he goes, uh, yeah, my, Jack, my friend Jack came up to me. Did you see Jerry Seinfeld's Kith shoot? And I said, what? And they showed it to him. And he was like, boy, it was a fire fit. And I go, what? A fire fit. What? And I go, what does that mean? He goes, he looked good. He looked good. But 14-year-olds were talking about it. Wow. And then he was asking to buy sneakers. I didn't think it was possible that a photograph could mean anything in this moment I, in the I, culture. Yeah. It shouldn't. It's right? not supposed to, but you killed it. Well, you're well, dressing, dressing something up and you're making it look cool where you didn't think that was possible. 
Right. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Well, that's now what I it is. I you're an icon, but you're not known for that. For that. Right. They are known for that, but they're not funny. That's the collabo. That's the I whole see. idea. And then it, it just, boom, our I heads see. don't know what to do with it. Peanut butter and chocolate, not supposed yeah, to be together. Right. There it is. Together, but this is fresh yeah. and new. Right. right. It's my, it's my, right now, it's my second favorite Seinfeld moment. Really? What's the yeah. first? When he rolled his eyes at President Obama. <laughs> I'll never get over it. I'm never going to get over that. Well, no, what was that? I asked him what he thought was a good question. And he says, that's a good question. And I went, yeah, like, what do you think? <laughs> in comedians and cars. Yeah. yeah. And the question was, if oh. politics were a sport, which sport would it be? Yeah. And he thought that was a good question. That's a good question. That's a good question. Now, Gary Silicon <laughs> looks at the camera, rolls his eyes. Silicon Valley has since adopted that whole thing. We hear that all the time in culture. What? Good question. Oh. Uh, a spacer. Good. It's now gotten even bigger. You got to roll your eyes when someone says, good question to you. Just roll your eyes at them the same way you Well, might. I'm very pleased that uh, you guys liked it. We, I thought it was so great. We were at Bill's today, and Bill, a lot of people got nervous because they thought this could be hugely embarrassing to me. Really? Which, yeah, I didn't need, I didn't, I don't, well, how, how could this be embarrassing? Yeah, that's what I thought. What, what's the worst that could happen? I put on a sweatshirt and nobody likes it, so what? <laughs> You had that lady from Queens. Did you saw the lady from Queens that that somehow uh, she narrates your looks? He told me about it. I yes, haven't seen it. Was utterly fantastic. <laughs> oh, she, and she says, "Oh, Jerry, you're a poppy. You're you're a little poppy, like yeah. you're hot." A poppy. I, she goes, "I don't want to think about you like that, but you're making me think about you like that." Hi, papito. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the good. women all loved it. I'm, I imagine your wife. That's loved very it. nice. How did Jessica respond? She she was thrilled. She took a lot of we we, we actually at one point I said I, I didn't even because I, I didn't know what it was and we were doing the movie. I said whatever this thing is I can't do it. I'm too busy, and she got upset because she thought it was great and I had already committed to it, which I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had a we had a little uh, 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 lively debate about it, and uh, and then. Uh, she was right. She was thrilled. She was thrilled because she she was also involved with Ronnie and Kith. Then uh, they came out to my house and they talked to her about this idea. And uh, you know, if she likes it, that's always good enough for me. She has good instincts. But it was fun with the, the kid. Yeah, the kid got a lot. It was very exciting for him. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. We gotta call him up when we're promoting this movie now. Julian year. is my son's name. Julian, nicely done. We named him after, it out of the park. Na- named him after Julius Caesar, hoping that he would, yes, cross the Rubicon. <laughs> <laughs> well, life is picking up after the summer months. The days are getting shorter. Our social calendars are filling up. Work is getting hectic, and suddenly it's hard to find time for a workout. It's easy to fall out of good habits like exercising when fun season turns into busy season, but putting off working out now leads to the same old New Year's resolution to get back in shape. That's why you need FitBod. The smart workout apps scientifically tailors an exercise program to your goals, equipment, and schedules so you can keep your full calendar and your summer gains. Well, don't you want to lose your summer gains? It's all well, about... gains are a positive thing in fitness. I see. I see. What goals have you set? Well, me personally, I'm trying to lose that COVID-19. 
Right. <laughs> Going from that into the movie was nuts, but I'm finally doing it with tennis and my friend Fitbud here. They've got a smart workout app that creates a custom dynamic exercise program based on your goals, experience, and equipment that varies your routine to avoid overtraining. Their algorithm uses data and analytics to scientifically build your best next workout and maximize results. Uh, more convenient, way cheaper than a personal trainer. For less than the cost of one session with a personal trainer, you can have a full year of personalized workouts with FitBod. We're all doing it because we had to work out at home anyways. Once that uh, virus hit uh, right now, you can get 25% off your subscription and try out the app for free when you sign up at FitBod. F-I-T-B-O-D dot me slash Spike 911. FitBod dot me slash Spike 911. 25% off your subscription. Um, or try it for free. You should. All right. Zuckerman, which is your favorite of these three cars? Oh, come on. The 51. Oh, they're all so great. Um and I have to take, looks-wise, the 51. Right. And fish, and what is it, fish? Fish silver. We're looking at a 51 356, a 56 European, and a 59 Speedster GT. Right. So the Speedster GT is it's an amazing line the top-shelf right. car of yeah. three of them. And we them. can't, it's, you know, I can't take a picture of it, no. No. We just talked about it. It's yeah. in the hangar. Do you yeah. want to talk about what's beyond on the table over there? Sure. Yeah. Somebody's life is sitting on your table there behind those cars. Vic Elford's uh, stepson called me after he passed and asked me if I would be interested in the trove of memorabilia that he had collected wow. over, over the course of his life. And I said, I, Vic was my favorite Porsche driver. I, I own his 9083 that he won the Targa Florio in 1970 and 71. And uh, you also own the Rolex Daytona. Oh, the Rolex Daytona that he won for the 1968-907 win at Daytona, 24 hours. And so um, we just got all this stuff, and it was, it's pretty, it's beyond, it's more extensive than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, up to and including his birth certificate. Yes, Jesus. which I just found. Yeah. And a delightful picture of him in a striped bathrobe that he didn't want anybody to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing, you could spend a weekend going through this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. One of the cooler things that you got that we can see from here, Zuckerman, see that sign that says, Fly Alitalia? Yes. That's, That's Daytona in 68. And it wow. is our man wearing that Rolex. Right. Another Having shot. one with a 907. Yeah. yeah. First 24-hour overall win. You have that car and you have the watch. Yeah. But here's yeah. now, someday when that watch gets sold, that. I've never seen that photograph. Yes, you of have. Of him wearing the watch. This one? Yeah, you've Not seen that. Not that size. Not that size. But and there are five more behind it. And is it all of the same race? It looks like it, yeah. It's See a the, real archive. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Yeah. There's a really funny trophy. All there are a bunch of silver trophies and eagles, and then there's a really tiny one that has a mermaid holding up an ashtray that's kind of tilted off to the side. What race right. is that? <laughs> you should see it, Zuckerman. It makes no sense. That was the 50-meter butterfly, which he also <laughs> won. <laughs> it kind of makes you sad, though, doesn't it? That this man's life is distilled down to these boxes of things. It's, there's nothing sad about it. It's, this no. is a beautiful 
display of a life of accomplishment. How, how could you possibly see any sadness in that? Of course, everything is meaningless and all uh, life is uh, uh, pointless. <laughs> because it's because there's so much stuff that we walk through life with that then just gets end, ends up being sold to somebody else. And- well, obviously they wanted it to be in the hands of somebody who would appreciate it. Right. I do have to do something with it. I what don't know what. What are you going to do with I it? I don't know. I have no idea. We'll have to give that some thought. What would what would you do with it? You'd want to display it somewhere where fans of him and uh, this kind of thing. Maybe you know at Amelia or something. You'd have a have a a little right. setup where people could go and see it all, and mm-hmm. I, maybe with the car and the watch there or something. I don't know. You could do something. Do you have the bathrobe? <laughs> because now I'm coming to the show if you got the bathrobe. I will pose in the Kith bathrobe. <laughs> Not your bathrobe. His bathrobe. I mean, the trophies are to die for, mm-hmm. and the watch shots are amazing. It's going to be fun to go through it yeah. and see. There was a picture of you in there. Yeah. What was that? Oh, that, that was, was you- me at Amelia when I first repainted the 9083. I wanted it in the Targa livery. And, and he signed the door. Wow. He signed the door. And Brian Redmond, the co-driver, signed the other door. So you're comfortable with people putting magic marker on cars. Those, Those guys. People. <laughs> and it's the inside of the door, not yeah. the outside. Do you like that? If you were to buy a car and you saw a magic marker drawing on it? You- it de- depending upon who it is. If it was Pinky Lee, you know, I wouldn't be that excited. <laughs> Pinky Lee. <laughs> So you feel like that adds value if it's the right driver or it's a Carroll Shelby or... Iconic people like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you get enjoyment out of that when you drive it? Can you enjoy a signature? Yes, you can. <laughs> you can enjoy a signature. If, if you can enjoy a Creamy Loom, why can't you enjoy a signature? <laughs> well, because a Creamy Loom is better than a signature. It's whatever you attribute value to in life has value. Yeah. Because nothing is of any value. Yeah. From a, a larger context. Hmm. Because you're going to die and your shit's in a box and it gets put out at the curb because it has no value to anyone. (laughs) Somebody had a, there's this uh, uh, account I follow on Instagram. I think it's called Astronomy Now. And they showed a picture of the universe with Earth and without Earth. And you can't tell the difference. And then the galaxy with our universe and without our universe. And then this larger picture, the Milky Way, the universe with the Milky Way and without. And there's no difference. It's all a great big conceit. Yeah, that we're it just important. shows you, you know, the, 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 the microscopic nature of all things and all uh, human perception is, again, this is similar. This to me takes to this kid thing. You think, did you realize it was big? Well, anything, because it's you, you think it's big because it's you. Everyone's talking about themselves, thinking about themselves as if no. this is really going on. You, I can't wait to tell you what happened to me. That wasn't the nature of my question. The nature of my question was much simpler. It was, I've done the Today Show, and then I go home, and I don't even hear about it. That's right. Or then I, I was on Bill Maher, and then I get a lot of calls. There are different things that we do that people actually call up and say, hey, I saw you. you know, I don't know. And- I, I don't want to come off as too jaded, you know, but... <laughs> but I thought this is one of the gianter things. There was a big reaction to it because it had it felt, felt fresh. It felt yes, different. and that it is the new. business that we're in, and we're making this movie, and we want people to like it, and we hope when it hits, we'll get a lot of calls, and people will say, I really enjoyed it. Right. And that's the same thing. Yeah. You're yeah. just trying to reach people in this way. 
But that wasn't a, there was no work in it. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, I, I get value. To me, the only thing of value is a, a result of work. Right. This was no work. No. It was worry, fun. I'm worried. Yeah, but it, was, it breaks through. Breaking through is getting harder and harder. That's true, and that was interesting, but that it doesn't give me any sense of fulfillment yeah, or meaning. I understand that. I don't I get any, personally, I, I don't get anything out of it because I didn't work for it. Did you at least get some sneakers? I did. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie of Kith gave me a one-of-one one pair of Air Force Ones oh. Oh. Uh, with uh, this unique um, swoosh and gold trim pieces Ooh. that there was only one, and he gave them to me. And wow. The, a sneaker you could never, you know, put on the ground. But uh, did you say he had the biggest sneaker collection? He has the, the biggest sneaker collection in the world. Hmm. I'm not gonna. Uh, I don't know if I'm, if he wants it out there, how many or what he's got. But yeah, he's been into this for a long time. It drove me right to the site. Absolutely. Did you go there too? Absolutely. You did, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm buying sneakers like crazy off Kith all of a sudden. Kith sneakers. Yeah, the, the whole thing. I, I you still, have to make a judgment call about can I pull it off or not. You know, I'm not doing a photo shoot, but there's a lot of great stuff. Do and we they, know where they, they have a lot of tennis stuff too? Roger Federer put out a, a pair of uh, on sneaker uh, tennis shoes at the same time, right? Yeah, he did a photo shoot the same thing. Yeah, two weeks yeah. before. Wow, this whole this, this is I don't know this. I feel like you put them on the map. I know they were they you were had cool, a lot of them, a lot more traction. You've brought them up a level for sure. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Where, where does the name come from? Do you have any idea? Yes, I do. Uh, there's a British expression that you probably know, Kith and Kin. Yes. Well, Kith is your friends. Ah. Kin is your family. So everyone was there, all the Kith and Kin. So Kith is your friends. Kith. That's where it's from. Is your friends. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do an ad. We're going to answer. We get a lot of questions. Uh, we're going to talk nice about light on the Jag yeah. right now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're going to talk about that because I think you were, you wrote in it, guys. Yeah. Uh, we all know the power of cars. It's an appreciating asset. Well, some cars that is. Although this past year has been an interesting uh, year for the used car market, to say the least. Anyway, there are things out there that blow the appreciation out of the water. Take it from me, we've all been buying and selling cars for years, and it used to be a well kept secret in the '90s. But now there aren't many things that are left, and I think this is one of them. I'm talking about multi-million-dollar contemporary art from some of the world's most famous artists, Picasso, Banksy, Basquiat, you name it, this contemporary art can have insane appreciation rates, even outpacing the returns of the S&P 500 for the last 25 years. Not by a little, but by more than double. Think about it. These are one-of-a-kind pieces collected by the richest people in the world. The market isn't subject to the same supply and demand as, say, stocks. Not only does this low correlation make art even more desirable, it also means it doesn't suffer from inflation like a lot of other investments do. In fact, it's more valuable when inflation is high, appreciating an average of 33% per year last in the late 70s and early 80s, beating even gold and real estate, which are kind of classic protections against inflation. That's why Masterworks is seeing more demand than ever. Oh, this is the thing where you can uh, buy like a share and participate. That's in it. Masterworks. Increasing value of art, artworks. Buys multi-million dollar paintings from legends like Picasso, Banksy, and Basquiat. They break the art into shares so you can invest for a fraction of the cost. It's not it's, like an NFT. NFT. It's an actual it's piece, of piece of art. It's the real piece of art. It's a timeshare, but you don't get to go. <laughs> good idea. Yeah, and their collection of art is appreciated uh, by 15.3% according to internal valuations. Uh, see, it says right there, this isn't NFTs or crypto. I promise, these are actual physical 
paintings that you can buy. Go to dinner and then brag to your friends that I own a sliver of a Basquiat. I own a sliver. <laughs> Just Give go to some bread. What a great opening line when you walk into a cocktail party. <laughs> Attention, everyone. I own a sliver of Basquiat. <laughs> Uh, masterworks.io slash spike 911 you gotta go there right now to skip the wait list uh, that's masterworks.io slash spike 911 see important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash cd that's masterworks.io slash spike 911 for priority access to skip the wait list and then get your bank CPs I mean it's the same right you don't. You get no joy at dinner owning a Banksy at home that you have to keep the dust and flies off of. Let someone else take care of it. Flies. <laughs> the flies. Flies. What, I mean, keep getting near the old mayonnaise. I get. I get art anxiety when I look at things that are worth something in my house. The sun fading them and glass breaking or earth. I don't. I don't. Well, think, was Steve Wynn turned around and put his elbow? <laughs> through he couldn't even console. see that, that stuff. Story? Yeah. yeah, it was great. What uh, Zuckerman drove his uh, newly black tired. Jaguar here. Wow. You hadn't seen it yet. I had not seen you, it in you person. You rushed out the door. This is a, a car that has what we call presence. Yes. You, it, it, it totally takes the focus of everything around it. And it does it in the right way, which is through restrained elegance. Every curve on that car is a, what we call, uh, has what we call surface tension. Surface tension is when the metal is molded in such a way that it seems to be, it, it, it's like a, a water droplet can get only so big when the surface tension breaks. When it reaches its maximum point, it's, it, it has a, a lot of energy, contained energy, which is, you know, this is, this is the car that uh, made the brand, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's so, it's cat-like, and as I like to say, incredibly masculine and incredibly feminine, at the same time, the most difficult uh, design symbiosis. Uh, I felt uh, that's the line I said about the Lamborghini Mura. You know what I was saying to you, which was funny. I'm like, in the, when Zuckerman started collecting and he had the Jaguar, we were like, get rid of the Jaguar. Yeah. And he was a little insecure about what you were going to think about this car. And Did I you think have that when we first met? He had, had a yellow very early on. Yes, had I didn't even know that overlapped. Jag. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And I could I, tell he was a little insecure about buying it now and what we would think of him. But I said to him, I said, look, you, you're different than you were back then when we knew you. You've yeah. become a guy. Yeah. And you have a lot of acquired knowledge. Mm -hmm. And now you've made this choice. And mm -hmm. now it's different. You've got a car that's the same as that car, but now you're coming at it from uh, from a, a, an expert point of view. And uh, I and I said we both like it. You didn't believe us when we were saying we love this car. You said, "Oh yeah, but what does he really think?" Oh, I've heard you. We, you there were times you have said a Jaguar. You have said that I think you drove one on comedians and cars where you were not impressed. Yeah. I know, but, but, that be, but what, what I'm look. saying, Zuckerman, is yeah. we respect your opinion, and now that you, that you like this car, we're forced to consider it. Okay, <laughs> that works have for me. A good opinion. That, that is true. A trusted opinion. Now. Only a fool doesn't change his mind. I've heard that said. And right. when I yeah. saw this interior, I lost my mind. I'm still thinking about that little Alfred's coffee stop that we had, and when I looked in for the first time, what that did to my brain, and then the back. A great vintage car. car or sports car changes your mood the second you're in its presence. You just feel differently because this car embodies so much of that time. You mm -hmm. feel that early 60s moment of technology, of design, of, you know, what a... What a, what a 
a uh, accomplished uh, up-and-coming executive might want to own and why you know it's really it's right out of Mad Men but I, I can't think of a car that uh, projects that image better than this car and how is it it is fantastic it's 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 such give us a driving uh, review will, of it what is it like in your life how is it functioning in your life aside well, from the accolades how are you enjoying the drive I'm enjoying the moment in time where this car is sitting at almost the pinnacle of automotive technology. It's the best car at the price that you could buy in 1961. It has some compromises to it. It has some features that are not the best, but overall, overall, it's the best. It's one of the best sports cars you can get. And you would be driving it. You've got an incredible engine in it. The 3.8 that they had perfected in the XK150, the 3.8S, that was Mm -hmm. their highest echelon engine is now in this car. They claim it puts out 265 brake horsepower. And I don't know if they're very far off in that estimate. Uh, It really has a lot of torque and it has a lot of power. Mm -hmm. It really has get up and go where... uh, Let's take a 356, which is going to handle better than this mm-hmm. car. And it's going to have better ergonomics. You're going to have more space. You're going to have better overall handling. You have a better shifter. Um, it, this car, in terms of, of the engine, it absolutely, it kills. Yeah. It, it kills. And um, Driving it in and around town, your 356 is going to lag in traffic. Right. You know, you're going to have to work a little bit in traffic. In traffic, this car is an absolute pleasure. You've wow. got no problem getting into gear, leaving a light, accelerating. Is it hot? No. You uh, took it, the hard top off right away. When you say, is it hot, it doesn't have, it doesn't bleed no, heat. No, I want to know what the, it's like to drive. Like, how does it, how do you feel when you sit in it? Well, you like, feel fantastic. You're very, you're very, uh, it has for a long car, you're compact in the cockpit. There's not a lot of room in these very early E-types. Yeah. They, they have flat floors, so there's no footwell. They don't, the, the seats don't back up very far. I don't think if you were, if you were 5'10 and above, you really wouldn't be comfortable. Your knees would be up and around, um, Six and uh, you know three and mm-hmm. three and nine on the steering wheel, but it handles really well. You've got a great long front end. You've got power to get off of the line, uh, and it has a great sound. It's got a yeah. burble to it. It's not loud, but it has just this nice sound to it. Very appealing. And you're never putting the top back on. Never. No. There's no reason. <laughs> no. That's hot. But you have the top on. That's an easy bake oven. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of heat comes off the engine. Not that it's just it's very it's just yeah. very constricted and you don't get any air in through the windows. There's no there's no side vents. No, no you got to drive it like that. There's I mean, a I, I go to this diner on 57th Street a lot in in Manhattan for breakfast and there's a guy that I see all the time that drives into work every day in a red Jag XKE and I, I see him coming down 57th Street and this thing rain or shine. He's driving this car, and I just think he's the coolest guy. Who drives into Manhattan in this? Nobody. He does. He does. Other if you him. listen to this show, whoever you are, I don't know who you are, I think you're pretty cool. I think you'd really like drive here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The steering wheel is very sexy, very racy. You know, the, whole, the drilled out... Uh, 
uh, bands and the wood. Yeah, that's it, the steering wheel. Probably is the, the steering the wheel, makes steering the wheel car. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the toggles. That's why oh. you and and the view down the nose is. Is amazing. it a biscuit interior? What? It's called biscuit. It is biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> oh, my favorite word: biscuit pants. Uh, uh, oh, but they're building it to a price at that time, and it's funny what they don't include in the car. You you don't get any visors in 1961. Really? You don't get visors. Oh you, yeah, there's no sun visors. There's no sun visors. Oh, that's you get, great without them. You get. In '61, the side the side view mirror is put on by the dealer. The glove compartment doesn't have a door on it. There's no other storage. <laughs> oh, so, I like that. Yeah, you can see what's in there. Right. These are things that are not included because there was a there was a brief about building the car to a certain price, and anything beyond that price was not going to be included initially. There's no door locks. No door locks. There's no door locks. No. Wow. That's great. My memory. If- is that these cars were about four grand? I think brand new, a little closer to five, maybe high forty eight hundred or so. In sixty one. In sixty. That's a lot of money. In Look at the little. You think, uh, maybe you're right at forty eight, because because it was it's more than a vet, but it and it's a little bit more than a three fifty six, if I recall. Right. But then if you uh, it's one ninety is more, and of course the three hundred SL is over ten thousand dollars. Wow! At that time. Oh, at that time. Yeah. Wow. You know, Dennis Jenkinson, the famous uh, co-driver of Sterling Moss, won the Mealy Melia in the uh, SLR uh, Mercedes in 55. He was a 356 guy and has all these books about 356s. When he sold his 356, that's what he bought. Really? Yeah, he, got, he bought a D- XKE. My second favorite part of that car is that little red Jaguar in emblem. The center. Oh, center. it's unbelievable. It's, un- it's scary. It's unbelievable. Delicious. The shape of that inlet is amazing. <laughs> and the door, if you yeah. picture that door oh. by itself, just as a curved yeah. little piece of metal, it's unbelievable. And you're right. It has no side impact protection. You're ju- you're just going to get flung out of that car. Any accident, you're finished. Yeah, but you'll be happy. But happy. You'll be happy. happy. You're going to die. That's it. There was people started sending me album covers from the early '60s. All the jazz guys, all the jazz guys had early E types and were posing on their album covers with wow. E types. Yeah. Do you prefer E type or XKE nomenclature? The correct nomenclature is E type. Oh. There is no only in the U.S. Was it accepted to say XKE as a continuation? of the K-series. Right. X was a Jaguar designation for their types. Uh, and then the K, they had the XK120, the 140, and then the 150. Right. And for whatever reason, in the U.S., people just thought then this was an XKE. But this is a different uh. family tree. The E comes from, there's the C-type, the, the C-type oh, racer, the, the D-type type. racer, and this is an evolution of the D-type, which becomes the E-type. Right, right. Different branch of development. So I always think it's funny how in those days, I seem so effortlessly to just come up with the perfect three letters, XKE, it's just cooler. You know how hard it is? They think you can just take any three letters and put them together and it'll sound cool, and it's, it's not. But XKE is just cool. It is. It's like GTO. You can't beat GTO. It's like BRA. Shut up, Zuckerman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a puppet show now, Spike's Car Radio. Spike does the talking for you. Yes. 
I have a beautiful watch on that I have uh, on loan from Bob's Watches. Uh, the real Steve McQueen. Many of you know that uh, Bob, uh, Bob, Steve, uh, has a watch nicknamed after him, the Explorer from the 70s with a little orange arrowhead. Guess what? I can't find a picture of him wearing it. But this Submariner 5512, I've seen Steve McQueen wearing that. And this watch from Bob's Watches has what we call the ghost bezel. Starting per- to fade a little bit, perfect right? Perfect for Halloween. Ooh. Tell him about the 40, though. And there's the kissing a kissing 40. 40 in the bezel, the four and the zero touch, which makes it uh, extra juicy. Um, you can see it <laughs> on bobswatches.com slash spike, where my personal picks are up there. You can even buy the watch if I don't buy it first. Um, Bob's is the most trusted destination to buy or sell. 100% authentic luxury pre-owned watches and beautiful vintage ones that... Uh, I'm going to do a run of these vintage watches. This has been a very successful loan. I'm really enjoying this guy. Um, and this ghost bezel is blue. Doesn't it look blue? Is this, isn't this the coolest watch? It's the coolest watch. You have to keep it. You have to All buy right, it. I'll keep it. Um, I have a question it. for Dr. But wait, let, let me just uh, finish up this ad. Uh, Omega Breitling Cartier Paddock and more. Explore thousands of models available now at bobswatches.com. Overnight delivery and free shipping included. Thank you, Bobs. Go ahead, Jerry. And then we're going to do, we got to get to questions. Do you? Of which we have. Many. Have you ever thought about, or to what do you attribute this a cultural obsessiveness, I'll call it, for lack of a better term, of the watch world, the car world, these the, these details, obsessing on these details. Why is that so prevalent in our culture these days amongst a lot of guys looking for meaning, looking for... To be special. Yeah, this Every- has value, this doesn't. This is the one you want, not this. Why is, why is everyone seemingly... And over the past 8 to 14 years have become the deepening obsessive uh, inspection of collectible items. So obsessive. Yeah. This, yeah. I, I, in fact, I would put this kissing 4-0 at the <laughs> top of this pyramid of the most obsessive, meaningless, tiny detail I've ever heard. Why? Because we got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Why not? Because There's plenty going on in the world. Is, but, uh, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll throw okay, you a you theory. Throw it to I'll me. throw a theory. Everyone feels like they can't control or affect anything in the world anymore. 100%. And this they can decide and control. We decided this is the value. There it is. There's the four touching the zero okay. right there. Someone said, oh, that's cooler. It's, and they gave it a name. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I think Stupid you're 100% name, kissing right. Stupid I, I'm going to give you credit. I think you're 100% right on this theory <laughs> that we're so at, that we have such little control or influence in our lives. We have such we little, feel so meaningless, so meaningless. We're so insignificant, which is why we have to make everything around the special. Right. Interesting, isn't it? Yes. It, it's really become a psychological balancing mechanism. Yep. yep. And I'll say right now, uh, you know, uh, you can. Uh, I tell my wife, you can make fun of, and I don't care. If people make fun of me with the cars and all the stupidity and the number of cars. It is completely balances my uh, psychological stability that I have this thing I'm interested in. I can't imagine functioning right. without it. I see. I see my life as a scale, uh, like a like a balancing scale. On the one side, it's all the things that are important: family and work. If that's all I had, and I didn't have this nonsense on the other side, 
I think I'd go nuts. Yes, you have to be able to check out from all of the right. other stuff. That's and you what it is. You have to check out. I can't tell if you're you're supporting the Kissing 40 guys or you're against the Kissing Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid because it's their thing. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was our thing, it wouldn't yeah. be stupid. But I, you, I'm, you, not, I'm not beyond recognizing I do the exact same, same thing. thing. Ooh, the attached bumpers on the early 50s, 356. I've got a car with an attached bumper. I like the wood. And the, the wood. Oh, there's wood. Oh, there. there's no wood anywhere else in the world. <laughs> we do now. It used to have to be that, you know, it was the three stamps that got printed upside down. That yes, was, that's that right. That was a special thing. Or oh, the I would... VDB penny. Right. Or the steel pennies right. during the war. Yeah. Right. They, yeah, they were, they right. were really accidental things that became special, but we can't stand the having inverted the Jenny was the name yeah. of that stamp. Yeah. I searched yeah, it was for a plane. the inverted Jenny. Yeah. So we all started doing this as kids. Yeah. Four leaf clover. You had those books with the, with the coins? I, no, I went on a quest for inverted Jennies into my friend's <laughs> attics because I found a collection of stamps in my attic, so I just assumed they were everywhere in everybody's house. But that we're was going to get an inverted Jenny. <laughs> I found hornets, is what I found. Why and why is this prevalently male as opposed to female? I don't know. I I, I felt like as a kid we were treasure hunting. We were always looking for treasures. Right, it was right, a, right. A stash of Playboys at the dump or inverted Jennies. Or it's just irresistible when someone points out to you some stupid detail. Like, like I've been thinking about this since you started with the ghost bezel. <laughs> and once you hear about the stupid details, yeah, you know, I'm going, oh, we had to get the ghost bezel. <laughs> and I'm going to buy kids. <laughs> like we're, we're spinning in a cycle of insanity here. I bet Kith guy understands the ghost bezel. No, better oh, than anyone. Oh, better, better than, than anyone. anyone. That's why I so I told you He's I hung out cars with him. Too, right? Yes, and I you and him, I would love to get you together with him. You guys would have so much fun. He's a great guy. He's so incredibly perceptive about these uh, subtle f- flowing yeah. cultural movements. What? Kenny is his name? No, Ronnie. Ronnie. Um, so he wanted to do, <laughs> what's Kenny? I don't know. Kenny's and Ronnie's you don't think is being culturally at the forefront, but this guy's uh, Kenny, definitely it. not. But Ronnie, <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, he wants to do a collab. He did a collab with BMW. He did. Yeah. So this guy's, so he doesn't do the 2002. He does the 1600 dash two. Oh. That's what makes this guy so cool. He goes deeper, deeper, deeper. Still, and they, Ronnie they, dives. he took the most, uh, their best electric tech that they have, and he, and then they and then he created a new green. Did I send you a picture of the car? No, no, no. So he created a new green, and they built this car, and it's a sixteen hundred dash two Kith wow. BMW. And is he selling it or is he keeping? It's it? his. Wow. He had them build it. He's, you know what? He's very good at kind of keeping it just a little out of your reach. Every, you just can't quite get to it. <laughs> but it's close. Yeah. <laughs> right. You feel like you could, but yeah. you can't. Yeah. That's an interesting. A Porsche does a good job of that, too. Everything's just a little out of reach. Yeah. Everything takes just a little too long to come out. Yeah. Keeping you hungry. Yeah. It's good. But how do you call Ronnie BMW and get him to build an old car? I don't. He's a good talker. 
He's a talker. Oh. All these clothing guys know how to talk. Know. Ronnie from Queens usually his big idea is another pizza place. That's He's, right. right. It's not. It's not this Kith fashion. It's not all of this. All right. The, funny, the most funnest part. One more little story. This Go the ahead. Kith shoot. I'm sitting there doing the shoot, and then they have like a monitor. So I'm on the set and I'm doing the pictures, and then there's Ronnie and Eugene, who is his sneaker uh, uh, magnate. Uh, Macha, I guess, would be the right word. Eugene. Eugene, this guy who's also incredibly bright. And uh, so as I'm taking the pictures, these guys are looking at the picture. So, so Mark does like a run of like 20 shots, and then they just go through them. Do we have this outfit this in this location? Do we have it? You know, same thing we do on the set with the movie. Do we have the bit that we're trying to get here, or do we need to keep shooting? And watching these two guys' eyes scan the picture really was really so fun to watch it was some kind of uh human computer uh, replicant uh, you know uh uh, what's that schwarzenegger uh like yes is it, what, what was the name of that uh, thing with the, the the data would come up on the screen and oh, the terminators the terminators right and watching these two guys with their heads together just doing this looking at the picture <laughs> to go yeah, that's good. Yeah, we got that one. Okay, let's do the next outfit. <laughs> and you have no idea what they're looking at and how Same they're Same thing you're it. looking at when right. you watch a cut of a scene. You're, right. you're, you're inspecting it. Yeah, yeah. On another level that other people can't see. And as we're learning, guessing most of the time. Guessing right, but not right every time. That's all life is. Guessing right, right. a we little a more million, than, than the average. million questions here. First is a comment from Stephanie Kennedy, who is the uh, wardrobe person uh, for Seinfeld, who said, I approve this wardrobe and Kith collaboration. Gorgeous. How about that? Someone else, uh, Bev Geek wants to... What? Stephanie really knows her stuff. Yes, she does. So that is a great compliment. Huge. Stephanie did wardrobe on Seinfeld. Uh, she was assistant to Charmaine Simmons. That's right. But she was really sharp, and I, I saw her recently, so I really appreciate that compliment. Um, Bev Geek wants to know, why was there no European carry-all in the photo shoot? After all, you're a fancy boy. These aren't questions, but I appreciate a, that. because we, we, we laughed about that. Stumbling comedic <laughs> attempt from the polloi. <laughs> Not even the hoy, just the polloi. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, a tripping, bumbling. <laughs> this was a good question Base from... comedic attempt. Hugh Keller. It's in fools. And I don't think that I know the answer to this question. Why did you become a Mets fan over a Yankees fan? I grew up on Long Island. And that's... The Mets were in Flushing. The Yankees were in the Bronx. And I instinctively rejected the Yankee culture. It's not my kind of thing. The Mets, you know, the Mets were a losing team and they were funny and they were silly and they were just much more fun. Hmm. Hmm. Your baseball team picks you. You don't pick them. Just like a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I happened to watch the Pokemon movie last night. They said the same thing about Pokemons. Um, <laughs> what Porsche engine is the greatest achievement for Porsche? Ooh. James Serafino. What really great question. Be? The greatest achievement. The greatest achievement. The greatest achievement. I mean, for me, making the 4Cam an engine that you could sell to the public... Uh, was a pretty amazing achievement. But 125 horsepower per liter in the 4.0, I would also put up there as their greatest achievement. Really, their greatest achievement was that the engines didn't break in endurance races. That's their greatest achievement. 
Um, this is for you, Jerry. Jess Buck. Um, what would I have a better ownership experience with? A classic Morgan or a modern Morgan? Should I have a <laughs> 60s plus four or a 2020? That's an easy answer. Both. <laughs> Get both. By the way, after we had coffee this morning, yes. I drove past Dennis no. Glavis. Oh, no. I, I, I roll up to, <laughs> I roll the Morgan, up to dealer. Morgan West, the Morgan yes. dealer on Pico, yep. and I sit there and I idle for about 30 seconds and then I drive away. Unbelievable. It's as close as you're ever going to get. No, if he was open, I would have walked in. Glavis, poor Glavis. Do you know how- Speaking of just out of reach, that's, I, that's what I am to Glavis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we like Morgan West so much that we cast a guy in the movie named Morgan West. Good, great actor. He did a great job for us, but he is Morgan West. That's who, 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 what did he play, Morgan West? The astronaut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His name is Morgan West. Spike, what's the name of the actor who plays Corky uh, on the floor of the, uh, oh, the Evening News with yet. Walter Cronkite? Oh, well. This guy, you know, I don't think this is a movie. I don't think anybody stole our movie, <laughs> an actor, but he's close. This guy had two lines or no lines. I didn't get no lines. He just steals the movie we'll for me. We'll make sure we know that yeah. we're doing press for the movie. Um, let's see. Okay. What do you, did you, did, well, we talked about BMWs. Let's not do that. Um, have either of you ever driven an RX-7 Mazda? I have. Have you? I've never. Wankling. Oh, they're the greatest. Rotary engine, sorry. Yeah, I love rotary engines. Hmm. Hey, hum. <clears throat> what a wonderful half-baked idea that never. Well, uh, bad timing. It leaked and the mileage wasn't good. You're right. But the technology is phenomenal. I would love one. Uh, Robison, um, either of you, any of us, have you ever had a Porsche repainted in a color that was a non-original? So it wasn't originally that color. And uh, what was the reason you changed it rather than restored it? I, I did do it on the Dick Smothers speech, Speedster. It was painted root beer. With the original color was... I think Smyrna green or some weird color that I didn't like. And I always wanted a black speedster and I decided I'm never going to find a black speedster. I'm just going to paint it. Paul has a black speedster. But, but that car is more of a hot rod. That it really is. It's, is a, it's a hot rod, yeah. It's heavily modified. It's yeah. Into a new but car. now I've decided the white speedster is the holy grail, not the really? black. Yeah. White speedsters are the coolest. It's funny how, uh, I, I always say, taste and colors change. There was a time I thought white speedster was such a letdown. It was so bland. But you, you're white with blue. Yeah, It's such white a with winner blue. that yeah. changes yeah. my mind. But uh, like I take a look at your 51 fish silver car. It's such a winner. And remember, for five minutes, I had a 51. I know. And, and it was in that funny almost terracotta red it was a very dark red it was a sad red and it and i saw the car once for three minutes and i said just sell it wow walked away from it right it did nothing for the car my favorite term that i have heard in the past 20 years i it's i find it so powerful and so it it, it makes me kind of shiver when i I've never actually used this word. I'm going to use it now for the very first time. I've heard other people say it. It's a word that I heard a Nike executive or designer use, and I know you know the word. 
Nike, when they design their shoes, they, they call them colorways. Have you heard this term, a colorway? No, I've never heard it, no. You never heard the term colorway? No. This silver, this is the colorway. Ah. And this is, to me, the coolest new term that I've heard in a couple of decades. <laughs> And how is Have that you heard of, I've never heard this, and how does that apply to... It's the, it's the color that shows a certain portion of the car the best. I don't know if people use it in cars. They use it in sneakers. But we often talk about the power of color and to affect your mood and the desirability of various cars. But in the sneaker world, uh, the colorways uh, are very important to the appeal of the look of the shoe. Right. But that's a word I think that they invented, and I just think it's a really cool word. Wow. Um, Definitely a Will any of you share your GTRS specs? GT. Four Three? RS. Oh, GT4 RS. I know I you want to keep yours uh, under wraps. I do. But you wanted us to change our seats. Why do you want us to have sports seats in ours? Because the car is so obsessively focused to be a particular thing. Right. Um, you're not going to use it for a reason other than what they designed it for, right. which is a quick blast and a super light focused car of a smaller size and a mid engine configuration. Do it the way they wanted to do it. Right. That's, that was their idea. Um, you know, I put comfort seats in my GT3 RS, the, the 991, because I wanted to use it all the time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use this car all the time. Let, let Do it their way. Here's what my problem is. I, if, I am hyper aware of, this, of the buckets in a negative way. Yes, we all, all are. At all times. It ruins any pleasure. But as a trophy car, something... Because we're not going to drive that car. You don't want to drive it. it. You're going to drive it occasionally. You want to look at it. You want it to be perfect. Should I put comfort seats in one of these race cars so that's more usable? No. That was an that, option then. That, that's apples and oranges. That's not... I could put a comfort seat in that car right now. It's an option. What's well, not... I, a, it's, a, it's some bolts and a seat. And I changed the seat. I say and we do it. Let's do it, Zuckerman. I'm going to think about you got the, you got, I appreciate you, your opinion. Uh, I, I hold it in high regard, so I'm going to think about this. But I have sworn to myself I'm never buying another car with those, with those torture buckets again. Would, ruined, if you had a Carrera GT, an 04 Carrera GT. That doesn't come. I can sit in those. There's something that when we get to the 997... Anything before 997, I can sit in comfortably. You're right. You're comfortable once you're in it, but getting in it, okay. it, it, it but hurts But once a I was bit. in the Carrera GT, I didn't have a problem. Right. I can be in a 964 RS without a problem. 993 RS, no problem. Put I agree. Me, put me in a 997. I don't know what the hell they did to those seats. And I, they raised the, they made the side bolsters higher. And it's just, it's tormented. Yes. I think the way we've spec'd this car out, we have to do sports seats. This car is so overspec'd and fun. This will push it over the edge, and you know okay. we're not going to drive it that Listen, much. I, you know, <laughs> I'm happy to let you have your choice and then blame you. I get value out of that if it's your fault. Well, and I don't like what are we going to do that's, with this car? What are we going to do with it? Hopefully, I, I'll, I can tell you, I don't anticipate driving it that much. I would bet maybe we took it out to the track. More my fantasy much. would be somehow I, I back over you. With this car. <laughs> that would be my ultimate <laughs> All right. way to use this car. We're not going to tell you about our car or Jerry Sport Classic. When is your... I think our car comes in November, December. 
When is do you have cars? Towards the end know? of the year, the sport classic comes in. I I'm I'm willing to divulge the, the my college. Oh, race. really? Yes. Okay. Because I think it's pretty cool. All right. And I've spent a long time figuring it out, and I've just it's the only color that I thought was really interesting on that car. Well, that doesn't say much about the color we chose. Well, this is a different sport car. Oh, the sport classic. Car. The sport classic. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yachting blue metallic. Oh. So for, the, for all the listeners, the other 599 people, <laughs> if you didn't pick that color, you picked the wrong color. <laughs> that is one of the juiciest blues yeah. there is. Yeah. That, I've seen that blue. in person. No, no, it's beyond. It's great. Yeah, and with those, gul- with those gold elements, I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, and it's got the Tony Hatter interior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Lifter. So you didn't go for a perfect match for the Tony Hatter 356? No. The car was kind of based on? No. 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 Too matchy-matchy? Yeah, too matchy-matchy. Wow. And as we know, 356 colors don't look great on modern cars. Mm. Mm. Sometimes. Maybe. A lot. Sometimes. A lot of the yeah. time. So Lifter saw what got to drive one of these Sport Classics Who last did? week. Who? Friend of ours, Jeff Lifter. Oh, uh, really? don't know him. Yes, you do. But uh, but he was very impressed with it. He liked it, but in particular, he loved the interior. The wood right. in the interior. Wood. The wood in the yeah. interior killed him. Wow. And That's exciting. F- yeah, I'm really I'm more super excited about that car. The four and the zero and the speedometer are kissing, too. <laughs> when you go The inverted it, Jenny. The inverted Jenny. It's all perfect. <clears throat> what would be the price of that watch if it had uh, papers and some authenticity? Wow. Oh, you told well, me that. Well, this already. watch you is about $25,000. As is here with its, but you know, you're buying the seller. So you're buying Paul Altieri and the, the crew at Bob's who we like that they, they've gone through it and right. verified it. So, you, but with papers, I would put another 10,000 on it at least. Mm-hmm. So people are at least making fake bezels and putting <clears throat> them on? No, but like a car, a watch can accumulate parts, different parts. Oh, right? really? Yeah, the different dials. Why? What would go wrong with the bezel that it would need to be replaced? You might smash it. You might hit something. You might take a hammer to it. You, you know, you send, you know, that was kind of the danger of sending a watch in back in the day to Rolex when they worked on these things, that they would redial it, rebezel it, and make right, it look yeah. brand new and shiny. You, I sent in my old watch from the '90s to Tag Heuer, and they it came with a little plastic bag with the with the bezel and the dial and everything else. And I got a new watch, the old strap. Yeah, you know they don't even ask; they just kind of yeah. do it. Breitling did that to me too yeah, with an yeah. old watch. Yeah, we put the new hands on it. No, no, no. Why? Because <laughs> they want to make it shiny and new. Yeah. So sometimes that happens, but and and some changes like with cars are acceptable. You know, this is what mm-hmm. you did back in the day, and you did it like this. This, I mean, what a ghost bezel implies is that the bezel was not replaced. But that you know, the color you, is faded. The color is faded from the sun. The pearl is not faded, or the pearl is not as creamy as the dial looms. But that, you know, I would, I don't it's know. It's a beautiful about, watch. I say it's buy a, it's it. A forget, watch. Forget the paper. Oh yeah, I'm not box. concerned yeah, with that. I agree. Yeah. You have a fifty-five twelve. Yeah, I'm, and every time you wear it, I see it on your wrist. I mean, it's an amazing. It presents really nicely. It's such a perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's the only Rolex I really like. All right. Well, the Zen, the Vic Alfred Rolex. No, or I no? don't. I, I like this one better. <laughs> um. Jerry, do you have any favorite episodes of Comedians of Cards Getting Coffee? Um, yes, a fair uh, the Obama episode where I knock on the window of the Oval Office <laughs> and look at him like, hey, what are you doing? I thought we were hanging out. 
and uh, he's working at the desk. No, I mean, that was the greatest honor of my career. Yes. That they trusted me to do a comedy bit to, I, I had to push through the bushes and then knock on the window while he's, I said, you sit at the desk, pretend you're working. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, okay. I'm going to come up to the window and knock on the window and look at you like, hey, what are you doing? I thought we were hanging out. Do you remember the, that. the joke we came up with? You were out in L.A. before that, and I said, he's got a little thing of fruit on that yeah. table. And I said, and we started laughing. What if we put corn chips in there yeah. and sodas? Yes. And, Make and you go, I'll pitch that. But he wouldn't do it, right? No. The other, the other joke we came up with was on the coffee table would be two folders. One says Top Secret, and the other was a copy of Mad Magazine. <laughs> and they wouldn't do that. Really? Either. Yeah. They wouldn't do it. You can't bring anything into the Oval Office. Really? You can't bring anything into it. That's what they told me, yeah. And put it on the yeah. table. What a hard uh, atmosphere to do coffee. And then you had, didn't you, you shoot uh, a little lunch in a tiny cafeteria? Where was yeah, that? they had a little lunch room downstairs, and that's where we sat. And who's there? Like secretaries? Yeah, yeah, they had a little coffee machine. <laughs> I made coffee. <laughs> and who were the other people at the tables? Just Nobody. I don't know, it was some secretary or somebody walked wow. in. Wow. Secretary of War, I think it was. <laughs> uh, Urban Reaper. the famous eye roll in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> You're smoking a cigar now, Jerry, these lovely Cubans you have. Uh, Urban Reverb wants to know, have you ever smoked a cigar in a car? Any of your cars? Have you ever had that moment? No. I, I don't want to be that guy when I no. see that guy in a car. I never want to be gross. him. Right? No. 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 Um, oh, okay. Here we go. I don't know what this means. Let's see if we can figure it out. Jimmy Doherty. Hey, Spike. Nike WHQ employee here. World headquarters. Wow. Can you ask Jerry about the sneakers he wore in the shoot? Were any of his choice or did Ronnie from Kith select them all? Would he actually wear any of them? I know he's a big Nike shocks guy. One pair he was wearing in the shoot was a Nike Airmaster 95 MITA from 2013 that sells for $2,300. A rare... I-Y-K-Y-K sneaker that most people wouldn't realize. Uh, they were all Ronnie's picks and Eugene's. And Isn't it funny? This is how we must sound to non-car That's people, right, yeah. Right? Everything right. I just read, I, I don't understand half of what he was saying. But you're pretty deep into sneakers, wouldn't you say? Not like this. No. no. Well, he, that's his business. I like business. sneakers, yeah, yeah, but I'm a novice compared to something like that. Yeah. This is keeping him sane. <laughs> there was a good question this morning. Do you remember I asked you this question? Spike, which keeps it. you more sane? Which which is your greater obsession, the watches or the cars? Well, we were talking about this this tennis uh, addiction I have. All of a sudden, has actually stopped me from driving as much. Wow! It won't last because it's not. Even though I'm playing every day, you know, a couple hours a day, it's you, you can't go that deep on it. Once you get a racket that works, you get a couple more just like it. It doesn't, it's not, you're not able to have that variety. You can't get a, a 12 racket bag and, and here's a racket from 88. Yes, but <laughs> tennis is a sport that you can go to any depth you want. Yeah, but I'm just saying the car thing is a very vast uh, uh, collecting and uh, experiential uh, thing to be a part of. Like this, this Vic Elford thing just arrives. And, yeah. You know, you can just go so deep into the minutia. 
And tennis isn't that interesting. So, but it's tennis is keeping me sane right now. Right, tennis is keeping me sane. Right, but that's only because you haven't been out here. We haven't been driving. That drive this morning was incredible. It was great. It was so great. I hopped in the touring, which is Mm. was gathering dust in the garage, and it was a delight. And 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 I would like to hear a little bit of the journey you've taken with the touring from the beginning to where you're at now with it. Tell tell me how you're (laughs) what. I want to know, you seem to be really enjoying it today, and you have carclimated to it. I've carclimated. Yeah. It was tires. You still haven't driven that car I haven't yet. not driven it. I haven't either. You drove it once when we first got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the steering just blew my head off. The steering is such a thrill. It is. never felt that before in a car. Here's what gets me every time is the PDK made it to that engine and the quickness of the shifting of gears and the sounds. So what do you think about the RS having a magnet actuated shifter paddle on the PDK faster, the fastest ever shifting mechanism? Are you aware of that? I I was not aware of that. You're talking about the new GT3 RS. Yes. There is a magnet actuation device in the paddle. So you're saying it'll be faster. Oh, it's way faster. Wow. <laughs> what is the magnet doing as opposed it to... It makes the paddle... <laughs> click faster. Click faster, oh. yeah. Yeah. There's a magnet in it. Yeah. A magnet. Magneto. <laughs> Remember playing with magnets when you were a kid? <laughs> Put them on the TV. How exciting that was. Now, now it's in your car. They, <laughs> I also like the shifter. I like the PDK shifter like I'm shifting gears. It's just like a short shifter. You ever use yeah. You're up and down. It looks it, really cool. It's faster. Yeah. And I can't imagine any other gearbox in that car because it's it just moves so quickly and so effortlessly. And, I, and Farrow was with us today and we were talking about the switch to tires, right? These uh, these P zeros that you bought for us that we put on, they do make the experience better. I don't know that it's the right tire yet for the road, but I do know the car doesn't get away from me anymore. It's the only car I've ever driven with those racing tires where the car would get away from me. Hmm. You take your hands off the steering wheel, you'd have one hand on, look down, and the car would jump off wow. the road. Which on a racetrack, you know, you're not driving like that, but it's a touring car you're touring and you've got cracks in roads and i don't want to babysit oh, yeah. i don't want to babysit my steering like right that. i just don't so today was lovely right i had the windows down i had the beetles on it was perfect there wasn't a lot of traffic you got to drive it zuckerman z what do you think you of the put- new rs i'm fascinated by it yeah i've seen it 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 blew my oh, mind oh you saw it in person in yeah the Pebble, i saw yeah. it in person and i was they really took it to a great extreme. Yeah. And so... Too extreme for you? N- no, I want to have it. Yeah. I want to I have something that extreme. This looks like something that shouldn't be on the road. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it should be illegal. Yeah. And so that, that appeals to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be like uh, putting on an Iron, Iron Man suit. Yeah, absolutely. Daryl Dahl wants to know if you had to buy a pickup truck, what would it be? Had to buy one. I would just. I would get a pickup truck. I like Raptors. I like I'd get guys. a uh, golf diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Those from That's the, a cool. Uh, uh, Eighty nine horsepower, five horsepower, yeah. go nowhere fast. That's yeah, very. Yeah, cool. a golf they, diesel. I would get. That they would be really my need an El Camino again. Remember that El Camino I sent you? Yeah, wasn't that cool? Yeah, Chevelle. Yes, that was great. Yeah. 
That's what we're. I'm kind of wanting a Camaro right now. Let's do it. <laughs> Whatever. Let's do it. I no, he's talking it, about new ones. A new Camaro. Yeah, absolutely. Or I would take a 68 RS, too. What about, did you see that new Mustang Dark Horse that, that was on Instagram yeah, yesterday? Yeah, That looked pretty cool, too. Oh, really? I didn't see yeah. that. It's never going to stop. What's your favorite cereal, Jerry? Raisin Bran Crunch. Raisin Bran Crunch? It's a tremendous cereal, yeah. But... You know, corn checks, I think, is great. I mean, really, there's nothing better than uh, cornflakes. Um, I, I like I like the most... Uh, I, my question is always, what's the most classic of these about anything I don't know about? You know, when I bought the Morgan, I, when I got into Morgans, I well, what's the most classic Morgan? The plus eight. So that's what I focused on. I, that word classic is a very motivating word for me. This is the most classic. Do you eat cereal, Zuckerman? I do like cereal <laughs> and cornflakes are really good. That's what do you yeah. eat? I it's the ki- what the kids get. I, I'm gonna I'm going to eat and late they have some Captain Crunch. That shit's good. <laughs> I'm eating the Captain Crunch. I don't I'm like it. I knew you'd have me. You'd no. make that. I want your palate. You're up. Oh, palate. it really does. You're, you're yeah. Yes, it's that's that's and it's a, too sweet. I, I don't. It's not for me. When I was a kid, Captain Crunch was it for me, and Crunch Berries even better. But now, you want to hear what I'm doing? This is good. I freeze banana, and then I cut it up real thin when it's frozen, put it at the bottom of the bowl, take some frozen wild blueberries, put those at the bottom of the bowl, a layer of grape nuts, some puffins, and then maybe some other granola thing. Oh, wow. Milk. So you're really parfait. This is very girl-like. <laughs> yes, it's a very girl you know what? approach. The, the, yeah. the cold banana keeps the milk cold for the whole bowl. <laughs> How long is this bowl going? However long I'm watching it. Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. But you know how cereal gets warm by the bottom? Not anymore. And the milk turns blue, I, blueberry blue. I think Raisin Bran, though, would be the one. If I had to pick one cereal to have the rest of my life. Here's a good question. Wow. Harry O'Connor. Like, no? Having you. a nice movement. Hey, yeah. what do you think of that Ferrari 296? I saw a little video of that. That's a pretty gorgeous design. I don't think you'd enjoy it as much inside as outside. Really? Yeah. You always flirt with Ferrari, but do. you never bought one. No. You should. They just that, see that new one they have, the Daytona. Is that what it is? The SP3. Oh, yeah, that's thanks. great. That's the one. I love that car, but those are crazy money, right? And then my kid it's calls crazy. me and he goes, "You're not going to believe what I'm looking at." He goes, "I'm sending it to you right now." It was a Rosso Corso Dino, Rosso Corsa mm. Dino, just perfection. Wow, the right color on the right car on the 405. There was a Dino went by us today. Did you see it? No. It kills me now when I see one. I, I desperately want You had want a great one. one. I don't want that one back. I don't want yellow again. Oh, I, want, I love that car. I want gold. Gold. I want Corso. Or I want blue. Yeah, blue. Yeah, or silver, that one that was on Britain. Oh, silver with tan, again. with with biscuit. Oh, biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious biscuits. <laughs> We're like a dog. It is one of the greatest words ever written. Biscuit? Biscuit. Yeah. 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 I once had a bit with a comic I was working with in the South that the entire reason for the South is just to say the word biscuit. That's, the, that's what they live for. <laughs> they just want to say biscuit. That comes with a biscuit. <laughs> we have a French toast. It comes with a biscuit. Grits with biscuit. Wow. Biscuit. Well, that's our show, Biscuit Boys. That's it? No, well, we can keep going. We've done an hour and 15. 
You uh, want to keep talking? Boy, that goes fast. Couple more questions. I love the questions. All right. Uh, can you fully appreciate and uh, uh, and its uh, can you fully appreciate a car and its essence without ever driving it? Says Juan Forty Five. No. Can you discern it from the way it looks? You can discern it, but if you don't drive it, what's the point? You, you didn't. That's what it's made for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a pair of socks that you never put on your feet. What are your thoughts on Volvos, especially the Two Forty? Do you like the Two Forty? Says DC Motor. Love the Two Forty. Love. 240. Love. You know what I always wanted was that crazy two-door Bertone. Uh, really? Ugh, I hated that one. I know you'd they hate it. They just smashed the roof down. I, I know you'd hate it, but, but when's the last time you saw one on the road? I, I have seen one in, like, in the past few years. Really? And I did like it just because I remembered that crazy thing that they did. But 240s, uh, I think, are beautifully designed. It's a balanced... Wagon or sedan? Yeah. Which way would you go, wagon or sedan? Oh, sedan. I'd go wagon. What about the 122s? Do you ever like oh, those? I like all that stuff. Really? Didn't yeah. you want to be a 240 guy when you were growing up? Didn't you see those families? But they look sophisticated. No, they you look looked like- at families in 240 and you go, why am I not in that family? Right. Why, why are we in That's in what it? rich people are driving. Right. Right? Why do we have this old, old station wagon and these we people? We used to call them preppies in West yes. Bridgewater. Yes. Look at the preppies in there. What color would you like? Creamy blue. or blue? Blue. Blue. Well, I lived near Volvoville in Amityville, which was the <laughs> the largest Volvo dealer in America, which also sold Irv Gordon his Volvo P1800, and Irv uh, recently passed, set the record for the most amount of miles ever put on a car. You know Irv Gordon. Right. Three million miles he put on his right, uh, right. P1800. And that was a really cool car, but I really was drawn to the sedans. You remember their ad campaign in the day? Nine out of 10 Volvos sold in the past 11 years are still on the road. Mm-hmm. I was very attracted to their durability and, uh, you know, that uh, Swedish... Uh, Sensibility. Yeah, Sense. the, uh, the redoubtable Swedes. You know, they did cheat on that one ad where they put the truck on top of the Volvo. They and did? It wouldn't, oh, yeah, that was a cheat. Oh. Very embarrassing. It was the New York ad uh, ad company that that uh, the agency put that together, and they reinforced the Volvo with steel oh. so that the truck could be on top. That Very embarrassing, embarrassing for the Swedes. Is they, that better, worse, <clears throat> more embarrassing than Dieselgate? At the time, it seemed more yeah, it was especially a company. It's supposed to be so sincere. And at and, that time, we, yeah, we really thought that they they didn't lie, right? They had the first orthopedic designed seats, remember? Yep. Had the lumbar and, yeah, those are cool. Okay, Saab or Volvo? Saab. More, more techie, more advanced, more, more uh, nerdy. Airline. I had, a, I had an 82 Turbo, the black 82 Turbo with that little wing. Yeah. That was my first new car I got with comedy money. <laughs> what do you think is sticking the key in that? In the I loved it. I had a bit about it. The, uh, the rubber around the key. For safety. So I'm in an accident. My head goes forward. Somehow misses the steering wheel, goes around it, and hits the key. (laughs) But it's covered in rubber. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) You guys seem to be uh, men that enjoy details and factory specs when it comes to Porsches, says Neil Arlette. Do you go as far as making sure the Porsche center caps on your wheels 
point towards the valve stems. <laughs> wow. There's a kissing 40 guy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have never, I didn't know we were supposed to do that. Me neither. Are we supposed to do Let's that? Let's get to work on it right now. How do you guys decide where to keep each of your cars? That's a good question for you since you exist in a couple of different cities. Where, how do you decide where a car goes? Oh, you move them around, wherever, whatever you're in the mood for. <laughs> I love when girls ask me, how do you decide which car to drive? How many shoes are in your closet? <laughs> That's my favorite little viral Instagram video. It's the guy taking the shoe. Yeah, his girlfriend there, and he's rubbing the shoe against the curbstone, and then he has her putting the wheels next to the curbstone with the right length and not scuffing those up. She finally, everybody's showing that to their wives. That's funny. Uh, Zarbon P. Jerry, what were your thoughts of Spike when you first met him? I don't even remember where we first met. Was it in the elevator at Letterman? I Jerry? don't remember that. I remember you coming in to pitch the Soup Nazi. That's yeah. my first memory. Oh, really? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I remember that. What was that like? What was it like? That well, I came. the The beginning of that pitch was terrible. That was a flop, sweaty pitch that I didn't. To you, it was. To us, it was a home run. As soon as you saw. No, I know the soup Nazi part, but I pitched ten ideas before that that weren't working. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, and Larry said, "What else is going on?" I went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I was in trouble. Yeah, and that was not a pitch. I just uh, started telling a story. You know, when when you're kind of assessing someone's comedic, uh, uh, um, what, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, Chops? No, uh, not, not the. Um, what's? Oh, it doesn't matter. Their uh, vitals, their vital signs. It's you look at the shape of their head, <laughs> and then you look at the look in their eyes, <laughs> and that kind of cues you. Okay, this guy is a funny guy. This guy looks funny. It's the shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's got a funny shape to it, <laughs> what shape was my head? Funny. It's just, it's a, just funny a funny shape. Yeah. yeah. Not normal. <laughs> and, a, and a scary squirrel eyes. eyes. That contains a, a, a weird brain. There's a weird brain in there. A weird brain comes in a weird case. So oh do you, boy. you'd have those little calipers. Yes, I, I, you use the uh, the Nazi calipers. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, most unexpected and satisfying piece of... Oh, I know the question. Yeah, Hold yeah, on. yeah. Hold on. There was a question about... What sound, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I, I, for, I can't find this question, but it was what sound uh, do you enjoy the most in a car that is not an engine sound? Great question. That is not an engine sound. That is a great question. Some Good question. It on the car. <laughs> some, on some cars, it's the sound that, that a wind can make off of a rail or a, or a little side window. Sometimes it's the... It's the sound of a wheel turning. It could definitely be a tire. Don't make a sound. It could make a tire sound. Tire sound. But that's not generally. Or a speedo sound. Okay, there's two for me. One, the number one, the number two would be the directional click. Uh, if I if it's a nice directional click, uh, I really and I even complained to uh, a Frank Stefan Walliser that the 918 directional stalk is not as good as it should be. That should have a more pleasant. That's one of the things you use the most in a car is the directional stalk. Besides the main controls, 
But the 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 sound of that clicking of Did the Wallace's eyes start to squint. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to complain? But I would say it's the sound of the door closing. Oh. the sequence of clicks. Uh, on a really of That's, a 356 okay, is well done. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a three click sound when you close it. Click click click. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, or the ding of the, the 911. Or, or what about uh, those S class Mercedes doors? Yeah, it's like a vault. That sound, the door close. Oh, yeah, the door close. That's number one. That's it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, I remember you pointed that out to me, and I thought you were insane early on. Really? Back on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, you're closing a car door going, listen to this. Like, like, what is wrong with this guy? Quite a bit. <laughs> because my head was only in new cars. I just didn't, I had, you know, I was that guy. I can't tell you the, the, the deep fulfillment and joy I get that I, I look at both of you as, as, as my children that I have brought so deep into this insanity. It's going to be you have. comfort that I'm not alone anymore in this world. Who are we passing it on to, Zuckerman? Have we passed it on? I don't know. Have we I given this gift? Jerry measuring our heads with a calipers right now. How are my children developing? <laughs> who was the guy who did all the experiments? <laughs> like phrenology? Oh, you mean Mangala? Oh, come on. All right. The Mangala caliper. <laughs> Let me measure Spike's head. It's not developing. Let's freeze him. Let's. Oh boy. Let's, well, all right. Let's get out on a big laugh. That seems like a good end ending for the show. <laughs> the name of the show is the Mangala Caliper. That's the episode. Uh, terrific show. Thank you for coming on, both both of you guys. It's been a lot of fun. We'll see you folks next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.